Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Market View with me, Ryan Huang. Great to have you joining me. Now, let's take a look at what's happening across the markets and let's take a look at the action in Asia first. And we have Korean markets leading the way. They are up by 1.9%. We've got Australian markets in the green by 0.5%. And Japanese markets above break-even by 0.3%. So pretty good start to the day. And this is what we are seeing, pretty much the picture, a reflection of what happened overnight on Wall Street, a positive handover. US stocks rising overnight as we saw a weaker dollar and growing confidence that perhaps higher prices have peaked. So inflation pretty much starting to moderate according to some corners. So that is helping that relief rally continue ahead of tonight's key inflation report out in the US. So you've got the Dow Jones Industrial Average gaining around 0.7%. That is up by 230 points and closing at 32,381. The S&P 500, up 1%, closing at 4,110. The Nasdaq Composite was the outperformer again, rising 1.3% and wrapping up at 12,266. And this makes it four days in a row of gains for both the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq Composite, their longest winning streak in two months. And looking at the 11 sectors across the S&P 500, it was pretty much broad-based gains, all of them in the green. And this was led by the energy sector leading the gains. And we are, of course, tracking the numbers out tonight. This is pretty much the last key data report that the Fed will be looking at as they head into next week's FOMC meeting, where pretty much a 75 basis point rate hike has been penciled in. So it will make it three in a row if they do eventually hike it by that amount. So that is the expectations. And looking at what the odds are, you've got the probability pretty much at around 90 plus percent that that will happen. And looking at some of the initial reports or some indications, some signs are pointing to inflation moderating. And looking at some of the data coming out, some of the gasoline prices have been starting to ease and some of the food prices and commodity prices have also started to stabilize to some extent. So that is feeding into those expectations that perhaps inflation has indeed peaked. So we'll find out more tonight. And looking at some of the notable movers, banks have been in action, not for the best of news. The likes of Goldman Sachs is planning to lay off hundreds of staff as early as next week, according to a Wall Street Journal report. And this is pretty much a reflection of how banks are starting to feel some pressure as we see some of their divisions not performing uh, up to expectations. For example, the mortgage business in some of the U.S. regional banks are starting to see layoffs because the rise in interest rates has started to put pressure on home buyers who are now not borrowing as much. So that means redundancies in some of these divisions. At HSBC, they are warning that rising inflation could force it to significantly raise salaries next year. And this is something I pretty much most companies are starting to face pressure to raise salaries as employees start to talk about you know, rising costs of living and they have to expect some of their wages to match it to some extent. Commerce Bank is cutting more than 10% of its branches to curb 
energy and wage costs. So expenses is um, putting a bit of a weight on some of these banks. And looking at another bank making the headlines, the Bank of America is forming a new wealth management banking and lending group with about 3,500 employees. So some good news on that front. So looking at what we have across the board in Singapore, uh, some of the stocks worth watching today will be Fraser's Centerpoint. Its trustee has entered into two agreements to acquire an additional 10% interest in Waterway Point. That is a four-story suburban mall in Pongo for a price tag of over $132 million. So through both these deals, FCT will raise its effective interest in Waterway Point from 40% to 50%. And talking about Fraser's, Fraser's Hospitality Trust, the bid by the managers of FHT to go private has been scuttled. And this is after the S Street failed to garner the mandatory approvals from Staple Securities holders at a scheme meeting yesterday. Some 70.9% of staple security holders, that represents 74.88% of units, voted in favour of the proposed scheme. So that is just narrowly under the required 75% for the resolution to be approved. And looking at some of the colour coming through from the reports in the Business Times, if you want to read more, the proposed buyout has been criticised by some minority shareholders as opportunistic. So perhaps the price not sweet enough for them, them to vote in favour. Memories Group is another stock to watch out for. The tourism spin-off of Yuma Strategic is seeking to delist from the Singapore Exchange's Catalyst Board for either 4.7 cents per share in cash or one new share in the capital of the offerer in lieu of cash. And that offerer is Memories 2022, which is an associate of Yuma's executive chairman, Sergei Pan. So this is currently interesting to watch because of how they have framed it. It is not currently contemplated that the shares in the offer will be listed on any securities exchange. Memories Group last closed at 9.3 cents on Friday before the trading halt. It resumes trading today. And that's pretty much a wrap of what's happening in the Singapore markets. And if you look at STI, it is pretty much tracking the regional action in the green slightly, 0.2% at 3,281. Across the board, you've got only three counters in the red. They are Time Bath, Maple Tree, Pan Asia Commercial Trust, and ST Engineering. At the top of the table, we have Capital DC Reed leading the way by 1% Capital Land. Invest is up by 0.8% and sets rounding up the top three up by 0.8%. Now let's bring in Dan Cole to have a look at some of the headlines he has been tracking. Dan, what's on your radar? Hey Ryan, good morning to you. So today on my radar, I'll be watching out for the euro because uh, just yesterday, the European common currency rose about 1.5% to almost $1.02, uh, representing more than a three-week peak versus the dollar. So this comes after the European Central Bank officials are arguing for further aggressive monetary tightening. Right. So currently, the ESB policymakers are seeing growing risks that they will have to raise their interest rates to 2% or more in a bid to curb record inflation in the eurozone. This is a stark contrast to the Australian and New Zealand dollars, which struggled to extend a rally yesterday after outperforming their peers in the previous session. So, 
how much upside is there to the euro? Yeah, it's a very interesting dynamic playing out right now. Starting to see the dollar weakening and this, of course, conversely to the risk on appetite we are seeing in the markets in the past few days. So the dollar giving back some of those gains. And we have to remember that the dollar has been gaining quite strongly in the past few months. For example, year on year is already up more than 16% if you look at the dollar index. And conversely, the euro is down nearly 14% versus the dollar. And this in the backdrop of how we have been seeing investors pricing in rate hikes in the US. And of course, the euro, not so great when it comes to the economy. In fact, you've got a recession being penciled in uh, by many expert, um, market watchers. So that has seen their currencies diverge when it comes to gains. So that is what's playing out right now. And the question is, will this be temporary? So you have to also remember because of the momentum or the expectations that have been playing out for so long, a lot of people have been long dollar. And when you have these pockets of, I guess, uncertainty or at least risk on mood coming back, you have investors starting to unwind some of those long positions and then you get these reversals. So typically you get these type of breathers now and then. So it won't be a straight line always, but the long-term expectations is that we will still see the dollar at least hold on or be resilient uh, in the wake of how we are still seeing rate high expectations uh, playing out. We haven't really gotten a concrete answer to whether inflation has peaked yet. So that is seeing the dollar holding on to many of these um, bulls uh, when it comes to where things might go. And of course, the ECB and the euro and the region in Europe is just facing so many issues right now. Not the least, the European energy crisis, which is still continuing to play out, which could see prices escalate and the inflationary pressures still um, just tick up a notch higher. Thank you for the outlook. And on that note, traders are now watching out for key US inflation data that's set to reveal tonight. So what should we be watching out for from the release of the US CPI report and how would the outcome affect the FX market? Yeah, so by and large, it looks like we are seeing the CPI numbers to come in with a slight moderation. So that's the expectations of uh, what we could be in for. But of course, um, it is... Uh, something to dive into into the details. Looking at the headline numbers, we are seeing a consensus forecast of a contraction of 0.1% from July. So that is month on month. And looking at the core part, um, that is expected to see growth of 0.4%. So in that sense, it's going to be a bit of a mixed bag and going to be a toss-up to see how markets will read into the details. Uh, and going by market expectations, the... 75 basis point rate hike has been pretty much locked in into the FMC meeting next week and odds are for that to happen at over 90%. So that is what we are watching out for. So any, I guess, upside surprises in the inflation data could just strengthen the odds of it and just push it higher that we will get a 75 basis point rate hike and maybe down the road another uh, aggressive move. So that's what's to watch out for tonight. But going into some of the data we've been seeing recently, the New York Federal Reserve had a survey on some of the prices and there have been some observations that gas prices are starting to be on the decline. So there is possibly some good news when you look at some of the early indications, some of the curtain raises, so to speak, that 
some of these prices are starting to moderate as people start to hold back on spending and start to worry perhaps about a recession around the corner. Right. So now let's shift our focus to an opinion piece. This has to do with Goldman Sachs Group Strategist, uh, where they said that US firms that do most of their business at home will fare better than those exposed to Europe, where a recession is all but guaranteed. So they added that while the path of US growth may be uncertain, the economic situation in Europe is dire. Goldman's preference for US exposure comes during what is turning out to be a particularly tough year for business in Europe amid a gas crisis, soaring inflation, tightening central bank policy. Now, what are your views on this? Yeah, it is becoming quite a uh, more common uh, approach right now. Just go into US versus the euro on a relative basis because of all the troubles that Europe is going through a lot of at least near-term pain before they turn around. We talked about all these issues before, the gas crisis, the various member countries, um, and of course, um, it, um, the, the UK also going through quite a bit of um, trouble with its economy. So all these worries will weigh on the region. Um, so if you want to go into markets, the US would in some sense be more attractive. And going by what Goldman is um, saying, there is more opportunity right now because some of these stocks in the US are just fundamentally more attractive when it comes to prices. Uh, some of the rate hikes have not been factored in when you look at some of these value stocks. So this is what they are looking at more closely, which has more value, Europe or US. And when you look at what's on the table, they believe the US offers more upside right now when you have all these issues. Right, but let's try to be a contrarian this morning. Are there any bright spots in Europe to watch out for? I would say it's going to be quite tough. Um, <laughs> but if I were to look at Europe, what I might look more closely at would be the long-term plays. You know? The energy play, of course, is right at the top when you look at how there's a big push into the green agenda, the ESG space. So wind power, solar power energy companies would be something poised for, I guess, strong growth in future. Of course, when things get into a better footing for Europe. So that'll be one big reason. And also look at what are the companies giving you dividends. So strong cash flow and companies which will be able to give you, I guess, um, annual payments to some extent. So those will be the type of stocks that will do possibly better than the growth names, the tech stocks. Those names are probably going to be facing a lot of headwinds as we see interest rate hikes start to get priced in and the value and attractiveness of these growth names start to fade. Thank you, Ryan, for this. And that's all we've been watching out for this morning. Yep, thanks, Dan. And that's a wrap for Market View with me, Ryan Huang and Dan Ko. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app, that's A-W-E-D-I-O, available on Google Play or the App Store.